Good morning. Good morning. Did anyone see my Joan Crawford slapping story yesterday? Oh my God, how funny was that? Someone just to slap like Joan Crawford. You know, there's that song, Dancing Like Michael Jagger. Is it got the moves like Jagger, is it? Or the grooves like Jagger? You've got to have the slaps like Crawford. Um, can't wait for part two of Wardrobe Gate, says Fiona Chloe, birthday girls, love to boogie woogie, Egan Reed. It it was chaotic, wasn't it, the uh, cupboard? Uh, well, look, guess what you've got for the second part of the cupboard, guys? Dina arrives and uh, possibly made me feel even less of a man than I already was within uh, within that cupboard, cupboard construction. Yes. How are we all? Abby Myers, good morning. Uh, anyone who's listening, welcome. This is the Saturday episode of Coffee Morning. There has, I don't think there's been one for the last couple of weekends, has there? For various reasons, anniversaries, Glasgow. Um, obviously, you're not going to be able to look at the headlines if you're listening to this, but you will be, we'll discuss them, and probably the photo stories will be a little bit redundant at the end. Uh, as will Nadia right now, flossing with her thong, because that's the title of the Curly Cool Today. They don't realise it's hot, sweaty and wearing thongs. Hi, Becky Fithian. Hope you're well. And if, I'm, if you're wondering who I'm talking to, if you're listening, I'm saying hello to all our lovely followers and family guests, subscribers on the channel who are on the live chat. So the biggest news story of the day is Bozo. Oh, look, that's Nadia. Now, is that your thong? Get your thong out. Wait, wait. Just, just get that photo taken. It'll just bang in the middle of shot. Just, just pull it. Just, just, just pull in focus. <laughs> That's all right. No, it's good positioning. Um, it's like that moment where did you see the live I did the other day where Holly Willoughby suddenly triggered into action behind me? Um, so yeah, at ten o'clock, um, you're gonna have the curly cooks, uh, as Nadia just said on a live on Instagram, making paella, uh, and uh, it's Betty. It was Betty's birthday yesterday. Apparently, she went to a rave. She went to an illegal rave last night. I, I tried texting her, but she couldn't hear the text. Which was, music was pounding. Shane Parker official. Is Nadia going to be here? Where? No, she's over there. She's going to be cooking. She doesn't do the, she doesn't do the Saturday papers, I'm afraid, Shane. So head off, get yourself a coffee, and join us in a moment. Um, April Hill. Hello, 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 hello. So, yes, the biggest story of the day is absolute witch hunt where kangaroo tomfoolery uh good about don't get about party game we had a party we didn't have a party went to a party oh got the bus get the bus off the bus in a bus uh and all the papers are reporting this johnson has quit over party gate he's kind of jumped before he was pushed um, he claims he claims that this kangaroo court it's all about anti-Brexit. Uh, everyone's really annoyed, and I'll, I'll be back. I'll, I'll absolutely be back. And in the meantime, in the meantime, I quit. But in the meantime, he's going to make Pretty Patel a dame. The word dame and then Pretty Patel feel totally oxymoronic. Dame Pretty Patel. Just don't. I don't know why it doesn't 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 trip off the tongue for me personality wise. Um, so yeah. So Bojo, 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 Bojo's gone. But it's not going to be the last you've heard of me. I'm going to be presenting. Have I got news for you? I had was absolutely ridiculous. Kangaroo Court, Kangaroo Wangaroo. But I have been forced out of witch hunt. Uh, but the Daily Star shows the party's over for Bozo. Fibber claims blah, 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 whatever. Um, and uh, and there he goes. It was very curious, wasn't it? It landed last night 
Um, but here's his honours list. So Jacob Rees-Mogg. Oh, it's going to be a night. The thing about Jacob Rees-Mogg is when they say someone's going to be knighted, I, I go back to the old-fashioned days of King Arthur when you're wielding a broadsword. Rees-Mogg couldn't wield a sword. He couldn't wield a knitting needle. So anyway, so Rees-Mogg, he's been, he's been turned into a, a knight. Uh, Pretty Patel is a dame. Um, and as you can see down the bottom there, we have... Uh, what is the name of this chap? Curious chap. Uh, Martin Re No, not Martin Reynolds. Uh, the one right down the bottom. Um, he's a funny, funny chap. Michael Fabricant. Michael Fabricant. Curious, curious chap. Curious, curious chap. Michael Fabricant. So they're, they're all getting their little honours, you know. Uh, but Boris's dad, as Boris resigned, Boris's dad wasn't given a knighthood too. So, um, so yes. There you go. Dame Pretty Patel. Boris is a joke, says Shane Parker, official. Or offical. Offical. Um, Rees-Mogg reminds me of Walter the Softy from the Beano YT user. Oh, my goody God, you're so right. He's just like him. Now, on the other, the other side of the, uh, the pond, um, that other hirsute chap, uh, Donald, Donald Trump, Who's bigly, 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 building a wall? You don't want to go. In, you don't want to go into Donald Trump's shower room because Donald Trump has kept his nuclear secrets in the. <laughs> I bet there. I bet there's been nuclear secrets of a different type in Trump's toilet. <laughs> I bet they have. Oh, the thought of him going for a Trump nuke secrets in Donald Trump's shower. Trump kept top secret files in his shower after departing the White House. So this is the indictment that's been um, instigated against Donald Trump. Um, he could he could pres he could face prison time for this. Um, apparently, because he asked people to remove the files, he kept them piled up in a toilet. There were nu sensitive nuclear. De I mean, imagine going for the loo, and you reach for the toilet roll, and you're shouting Trump, Trump, and he's going, I can hear you through the wall. We've got some toilet paper in the hole. And you're like, where's some toilet paper, Trump? He's going, just use the pile on the right. You're all in shot in the background. You know that? Uh, use, use the toilet roll on the right. And you go and reach for the toilet roll, and it's FBI, FBI secret material. What would you do? What would you do? You'd be like, oh, God, I'm going to wipe my bottom with the nuclear secrets of Iran. That's not good, is it? Um, Laurel Nichols, get him to... Well, ah, interesting point. Will he do... Will He can still run for presidency, even if he's in prison. Because he can't get, can't get out behind the wall. He's going to be trapped behind a wall, but I can still be a president. I can still be President Trump-elect. Um, so prison doesn't stop him. Uh, here's a photograph of some of his notes that were knocked over as someone dashed from the toilet to get a toilet roll. Look at that. But look at the bottom headline there. Judge, this is important, guys. The judge that's overseeing the indictment. <clears throat> Nadia, you're going to hate this. Oh, excuse me. The judge overseeing the indictment was appointed by Donald Trump. She's already found favorably for him in a number of other cases or scenarios. She's a Trump sympathizer. Trumpety, 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 trump. 
President Trump, I've got a friend on the inside. I've run out of toilet roll, so we're using Iran's nuclear nukes. So, yeah, that's Donald Trump. Um, but as I say, the judge involved is actually a friend. Now, this story is horrendous. This, this story is uh, just hideous. Tight, look at this phrase that they use. Tiger shark kills swimmer in meat grinder attack. That is the kettle you can hear there. Um, meat grinder attack. What a horrendous way to describe this. This is the Russian swimmer. Vladimir Popov, who off the coast of Egypt um, was killed and eaten, and the shark did that kind of thing, whilst his father looked on. Harrowing plea of victim killed in shark attack, um, and they've pulled a shark out. It's just, just horrendous. Um, and this is the shark that that, that did it. Uh, just horrendous. Yeah, this is. Uh, the water turning red around and the desperate 23-year-old cried, Papa, uh, the dad said, my son was attacked by a shark. It, shark. it all happened in seconds. Uh, uh, it all happened in seconds. And loads of tourists on the beach also saw the attack. 20 seconds and he was dragged under. Just horrendous. A tiger shark. Oh, God. Whenever I go in the sea, I look out there and I just think, oh, my God, I just do you ever do that? I sort of go under the water and I tempt fate. Do you? I go under water and I look out to sea and it's just dark and you just think, oh, my God, what's going to come through? What's going to come through? Sorry. Sorry about the banging. <laughs> um, what's this one here? My Little Fighters. Oh, yeah, look, I pulled this. I don't normally pull these kind of stories. But this is this is sweet. Look at this. Miracle Twin. Listen to this. Is born in a toilet after the mum booked the termination to save his brother. So this woman was having uh, was medically terminating one of her babies in order to save the other baby's life. But in the process, uh, the baby popped into, into the real world in the toilet. She had to go and scoop... Uh, Corinne Rose had to scoop Grayson and Neo Katanak out of the toilet after going into labour at 32 weeks along. Oh, my God. Isn't that sweet? I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I don't pull those kind of stories, but I think that's, that's kind of sweet, isn't it? The idea that you're possibly going in only for one and you end up coming out with two. Do you want to? Oh, it's so noisy, Nad. Sorry. It's, I'm just thinking for the, for the podcast. It's just. And here's Rod Stewart rocking, but I will be. I'm not rocking, but I will be singing. This is, this is Rod Stewart admitting that he can't jump on stage and bounce around like a psychopath. What do you think? Do you think it's just because his legs don't work anymore? Sir Rod, I just want to walk about it. Rod, 78, gives up his rocking on stage. He says, everything has to come to an end. He said, I'm not retiring, but I'm moving on. I want to start crooning because I can't keep singing hot legs as a 78-year-old. Do you think singers should retire? I, I think crooning's all right, don't you? Beetlejuice. Oh, my God. Let's have a look. He does look like Beetlejuice. That's amazing. I just want to leave all the rock and roll stuff behind. I don't want to be singing Hot Legs when I'm 84. Fair dues. Uh, he's got a new musical venture going with Jules Holland. Um, I, I was never a fan of Rod Stewart, but I quite like him since he's been paying for MRI scans. I think there's something to like about him. Um, I just want to walk about it. Look at him. Mick Jagger's still bendy, though, isn't he? 
Glastonbury. Glastonbury has asked all its young festival goers not to bring disposable vapes. They may ask, but will it happen? Um, people at this Glastonbury Festival have been urged by organisers not to bring disposable vapes. This is in a push because, of course, so many people, not everyone, but so many people who go to music festivals are ecologically sound. And, of course, the, the waste at the end of a rock festival is just horrendous, the, the tents and all that kind of stuff. So um, they've asked if people can uh, not bring them. Uh, 1.3 million vapes are thrown away each week in the UK. Good God. They pollute the environment, says Glastonbury organisers, and can be hazardous at waste. They're also bad for you. It's a bloody idea that they're, they're all right. They're, I mean, as we discovered, they're really bad for you. Um, industry experts warn that uh, disposable vapes are to blame for a dramatic rise in fires at recycling plants. Bloody hell. Vapes sound really bad. I mean, not only do they kill you, but they blow things up. It's getting ridiculous. Talking of setting off fires, this is, I saw this story break yesterday. Look, explosion horror. You know they're making Gladiator 2. Gladiator 2 blockbuster has been plunged into chaos after a fireball engulfed the set when a fire stunt went wrong. Six crew members rushed to hospital. Um, Paul Mescal and Denzel Washington apparently were watching in, in absolute horror. Terrifying, an observer on the set says, a huge ball of fire flew up and caught several crew members in its path. Six of them have been taken to hospital. None of them have got life-threatening illnesses uh, or, or injuries. But yeah, bloody hell. I'm looking forward to that. I'm quite looking forward to the new Gladiator film. I don't know if you are. Um, Rebecca Ferguson. Anyone know who Rebecca Ferguson is? I didn't until Nadia explained. Former X Factor star Rebecca Ferguson. Um, she's been in the press this week talking about a letter she sent to ITV. The only reason I wanted to pull this, it was... Ooh, did you hear Toffee's tummy? Toffee's, I want to say something about Toffee's that. tummy just went. Oh, I really want to say something just quickly as well. Um, Rebecca, this is almost less about the Rebecca Ferguson. Can I just say, I think it's really good and it's obviously important and it's necessary that things have calmed down this week and gone quiet. But that distinct odor of the mainstream media having controlled, manipulated, massaged, and got this story to where they want it to, the Schofield saga, is rank. The, it, it was so clearly a carve-up, it makes my skin crawl. And so this is a, a letter that Rebecca... Well, explain what you mean, then, Well, insofar as I believe that because... Schofield, etc., have uh, worked with the media, played the media game in a way that, as we've talked a lot, Meghan and Harry haven't. But the media have had have gone close enough to the story because that's the deal. We'll tell this, if, and we won't do this, and we'll say this, and then we'll leave you alone. And it's been. I just feel that the British media. I have to be careful how I say it. Have massaged the story in the direction that they want it to, which is why it's gone quiet, and we're probably not going to hear another thing about it. Um, Rebecca Ferguson, however, wrote a letter about how she felt bullied um, and maltreated, and she wants the spotlight to be put back on uh, the broadcaster, ITV, the broadcaster's uh, duty of care, the way in which they look after reality stars, uh, the conditions with which the, you know, the companies that, that, the, that supply the therapists for all of the reality stars and people such as Philip Schofield, everyone involved. Um, she, you know, she wrote a letter. She was ignored. She requested uh, an inquiry of sorts and an investigation into bullying. She was told there was no bullying. 
And I just think this kind of institutional parrying away of anything or anyone asking anything of them uh, is is just insufferable. But it will it will it will come forward. I mean, obviously, you know, there's the select committee coming this week. But I just feel the 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 odor, and I think it's really good that there isn't this sort of feeding frenzy on any of the characters in this, whether it be Holly, whether it be Philip, whether it be Amy, whether it be anyone. But the rank odour of man- gross manipulation and having got the story to where everyone in control wants it, to me, is staggering. Staggering. Did you want to say something, Ed? No, I just wanted to say about <coughs> Rebecca. She's just coming on if you can't. Because I, I think there's going to be a lot more. I just wanted to say she was a loose woman for a while. Yeah. And a sweeter person you will not meet. Mm. I really, really liked her. And um, she's been hinting at a long time about wanting to reveal more things about the music business, I think, in general. And she talks a lot, doesn't she, about people that come from really difficult situations, like herself Mm. as a single mother, Mm. can be very vulnerable to, you know, all sorts of Mm. manipulation. I just wanted to say that I just, she's just a damn... Fine young woman. I also think she's an example of you can't just keep dismissing everyone who says anything as sour grapes or bitter oh, or bitter and twist. Yeah, but everyone has has a word of criticism about Phillips. It's like, oh, you're not the star. Oh, you're begrudging. Oh, Eamon was pushed. Oh, this and that. And oh, this and that. It's just not. And you know, Holly threw him under the. It's, no. Yeah, yeah, that can be part of it. But to, but to shut it up, someone here said Lucy Heaney. Did anyone notice that Schofield's lawyer was working as a reporter for Sky News? No. Well, I mean, I mean, we're in a barefaced situation where Philip Schofield's admitted that his lawyers are protecting the person in question. And we all kind of blithely sort of, what gets me, this is a bit of a, uh, what's James O'Brien, where we, everyone sort of doffs their caps and accepts the story and goes, <laughs> let's wander off. It's not about persisting in any kind of personal attacks, but it's like, well, hang on a minute. Where's the, why was there a drama in the first place? Why have we forgotten that? It just strikes me as strange. It strikes me as strange. Um, but yeah, <coughs> Rebecca Ferguson there. This is Rebecca Ferguson, if you don't know who she is. Yeah, she was on Loose Women. Um, oh, my God. <coughs> Beautiful um, uh, voice. Groundhog Day, the musical. I wanted to ask you guys, does anyone else get sick to death of every single conceivable film being turned into a musical? Is it like just you go through it and you go, let's do Gladiator the musical? Let's do uh, Beetlejuice, the musical. Yeah, they are. They, they're, Bake, they're, they're, the Bake Off, Bake Dina, off. Bake Off. How do you do the Great British Bake Off, the musical? Let's take everything. Let's do Naked Attraction, the musical. Let's do, I don't know. Yeah, Lexical Laura, musicals. But why do they all have to be spun out of movies? Why, why do they have to be movie spin-offs? I don't get it. Go and see the movie. Or go and see Grease the musical, which I understand if the film was a musical. It's a bit, it's a bit of a bugbear, this. You know how when you used to have Room 101? It's musicals of every conceivable film ever made. Love Island the musical, Hannah 9999916. That would be good. Loose Women the musical. Oh, imagine Nadia would be able to have her moment in the spotlight thinking. Oh, Elspeth. Welcome. I'm not going to run that story because it just looks horrendous. Greg's versus Pret. Let's get to the nub of the matter. 
Who are you with? What do you prefer? I, I have to confess, I've never, ever, ever eaten anything from a Greg's. But that's because there aren't actually that many, as many as you like to think in central London or London. Coffee moaning the musical. Who wins the real North-South war? Greg's v Pret. The two chains represent Britain's true social divide, but which is tastiest? Now, me and Nadia argue long and hard about this when we're in bed and romance is scarce. She, she thinks I'm... She, I'm being silly. She thinks that I'm an absolute heathen for liking pret a -Manger. She's like, she can't get her head around it. She uh, literally, I'm struggling. Uh, I feel like I'm having a Jodie Comer moment. I feel like I'm having a Jodie Comer moment. <laughs> My asthma's going bad now. <laughs> Greg's used to be better quality back in the day, but now it's dreadful to me. Uh, who was that? That was Reese. Um, you have to see Grand Old Dogmart. It's her first time around at the Old Vic, and it's perfect. Sarah Atkinson. Oh, really? Is it Sarah Atkinson? See, I'm sure that, it doesn't mean that a lot of skill doesn't go into them. Greg's. Lots of you are coming out. I do a poll, but I'm on the wrong platform. Lots of you are saying Greg's. I'll tell you one thing I did notice, though. Look at this. This is shocking. So the Greg's sausage roll costs £1.20. The Pret sausage roll costs £3.50. And the Pret one has more calories in it. So you've got to have a Greg's sausage roll more than a... Did you hear that, Nads? The, the Pret sausage roll has more calories in it than the Greg's. Really? Yeah, and it's three times the price. Greg, no, Greg's ham and cheese, £3.20. Pret's ham and cheese, toasty, £5.25. Oh, <gasps> Greg's regular cappuccino, £1.95. Pret's regular cappuccino, £3.35. And everything in Pret, in fact, everything at Pret's calories are higher. The chocolate croissant. Oh my God, I'm now going to go to, I'm going to go to Greg's. Even there, even Pret's orange juice. Sorry, this is happening live, guys. This is live shock. Greg's orange juice, £1.45, 69 calories. Pret's orange juice, £2.50, 105 calories. Well, it's clear to me that you should be, we should be eating at Greg's to lose weight and save money. And yet they say at the bottom, overall winner is Pret. Nonsense. Oh, that was exhausting. I couldn't cope with the I couldn't cope with the live evolving shock that I was I'd made a huge mistake eating at, at Pret. I literally literally couldn't. Told you. I'm still I'm still in shock. How a high pitched voice may be linked to heart problems, Mum, Nanny, die. You'll listen to this, Nads. A genetic link to the pitch of a person's voice has been discovered by scientists. They find it's associated with a DNA sequence linked to cardiac health. Wow. People who have a genetically higher pitched voice may mean you're more prone to heart trouble, which is why you sound so stressed. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it, really? Anyone here got a really high pitched voice? Everyone say hello, and I'll tell you. Uh, Brenda M, I think you've got a high pitched voice, sweetie. Sorry. Go to a pound bakery, you get two pies for a pound. Is that because it's called a pound bakery? Right. Who, who likes the joke? Why the long face? Oh, look at that lovely horse. Uh, horses have distinct facial, feature, uh, facial expressions for disappointment and frustration. So when you next say, why the long face to a horse, it's probably because it, it has got a long face. It's not happy. 
Researchers at the University of Lincoln put 30 horses through a food reward task. God. To, uh, uh, that made them either disappointed or frustrated. When they were disappointed, oh, this is sweet, guys. When they were disappointed, they'd blink a lot. They'd lift their nostrils. Can't read. Stick their tongues out and make chewing noises. Let's see if we can do all of those things. So they blink a lot, lift their nostrils, hit their tongues out. So this is a horse. What, what, what is it when they? This, this, this is a disappointed horse now. I thought. I love that. I've never seen a horse do all of that. Have you? Feel sorry for the sopranos out there, Mo Power. Yeah, they're all out. They're all. Well, we won't say that. They're all having. Yeah, they've all got heart problems. Um, oh, I think that's ridiculous. Maybe they've just got something caught in their teeth. When frustrated, they show more of the whites of their eyes and they rotate their ears backwards, which means they're just like gnats. Yeah. Just like gnats. Obviously, the sun's out. It's really hot here. It's hot and smoking, which means we're all up shit creek without a paddling pool. Sweltering bricks found shop shelves stripped of paddling pools ahead of today's 31 degree sizzler. It's a a saucy sizzler, according to the sun. So if you haven't got a, a paddling pool, you're fucked, basically. We've got a paddling pool. We've got a giant paddling pool. Nadia's going to be jumping in there at the end of the Curly Cooks, wearing just a thong. Um, Lobster's best in microwave. I thought Nadia and Dina might like this. A top chef says the best way to cook expensive lobster is in the microwave. High-end restaurants deploy deploy elaborate methods to prepare the luxurious shellfish, but US cook David Chang has revealed that he just zaps it. (laughs) Uh, he said people, when they see it, their heads would probably explode because it seems so wrong. It seems almost perverse. But you know what? The word I was going to use there was perverse. Little known Britain. We love to have a go at odd, crazy contests. Now, I looked at this list and I thought, oh, there's got to be a mini YouTube series in this, hasn't there? Look at this. We love Britain's host dozens of bonkers contests, which millions of us have never heard. Here are some of them. Hurling the Silver Ball, uh, the Whittlesea Straw Bear Festival, the Lim Duck Race, Weighing the Mare. Net- I, I want to have a go at all of these. Worm Charming, Stone Skimming, Wife Carrying Race. Nads, I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to do this as a YouTube series. Annual Gurney. This is a top 20 weird contest they do. Pea throwing. Uh, Morris dancing, obviously. Uh, bog snorkeling. Don't know if I fancy that. Uh, why, I think the wife carrying race would be fun. Nettle eating contest. Ah, oh, we have a Nant Mill duck race. Do you? Who said that? Where's it gone? Maybe gone. Maybe gone. Maybe gone. Uh, create a hollow. Oh, wow. Seaweed. Uh, Chris Packham is saying, don't call it a weed. It's algae and it's good for us. I think he's had a bit of a, I, I, I think I like Chris Packham. I've got a lot of time for him, but I think he might have had a bit of a humor bypass here. Uh, yeah, you know, yes, this is residence in, where is it? Residence in Weymouth. Lots of people complaining about the seaweed and, you know, the likes of Chris Packham and other sort of conservative, conservative, conservators? No ecological people they're saying obviously it's really important it's really good it's a diverse bioclimate and all that kind of stuff of course it is and he's saying we shouldn't call it a weed but it's stinky 
and it's horrible. We all know it's not a weed, says Elspeth. Thank you, Elspeth. We know it's not a weed, but it just looks ugly and it smells horrible. And when you go swimming in the sea and you come out and you've got it all in your teeth, it's horrible. Um, so here's some fabulous photos just to end. So sorry, if you're listening on podcast, you may want to you may want to go now, but you may you may be teased over here to look at this. I love this photograph. This is the Appleby Horse Fair, the annual gathering of gypsies and travellers. Check out this image. Isn't that amazing? Look at her. She controls that horse bareback. No messing with her. And she's still got her sort of pink pop socks on. Quite something. He hasn't got a long foot. Well, going by the recent story, he doesn't look too happy, does he, that horse? Um, oh, look at this. Ducking hell. Anyone see that story this week? Apple predictive text has removed ducking hell. So whenever you say fucking hell, it will say fuck. It'll say fuck rather than duck. The double duck installation by Dutch artist Florentine Hoffman is moored in Victoria Harbour in Hong Kong. And me and Maddie earlier in the week spent 10 minutes of an evening looking at beaver films. Not the beaver you're thinking. This beaver, we love beavers. Oh my God, has anyone seen a beaver carrying vegetables from Lidl? Oh my God. There is nothing beavering around busy as a beaver when there's a there's memes of beavers carrying veg and when they drop it they go back and they collect it and then they drop it and they collect it and they drop it's so sweet and in fact i think if you look at those beavers films in fact i think there might be some coming here the no name sunday show it will change your attitude to life beavers i'm telling you right now beavers rock and apparently, I'm right in thinking, Maddie, Mad, Maddie, yeah. what was that? What was that detail about beavers? Why they build dams? They build dams because they hate the sound of running water. I don't know why. It was like it was like a eureka moment for me. That was anyway. So in 15 minutes, it's going to be carnage <clears throat> at the moment. Mark, you didn't just fill me on what you know of the story. What story? Of the Amazon jungle. Oh, yes, the Colombian story. Um, these are, this is a plane that went down in Colombia. Um, the pilot, the co-pilot and the parents tragically died. Uh, there were four children, or three or four children on board, um, which the, the emergency services couldn't find. Um, and this, 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 crashed, this, crashed, this crashed about a month ago. Um, and uh, they've literally just discovered them. When they went to the crash site, they found, obviously none of the kids, but they saw all of the little foot, uh, footprints coming out of the mud of them all having gone off, and they'd survived for a month in the, essentially in the rainforest or in, in, in the forest or jungle, or where, wherever they were. Partly, I think it's believed, because they are members of an indigenous tribe, so they understood how to, um, I mean, one of them I think was a teenager, but one of them was one years old. Uh, they understood how to survive on <clears throat> on vegetation, vegetables, and fruit, which is just quite something. It's quite something. Um, an amazing story. I mean, it's a bit like that 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 story about the people who survived the plane crash in the Chilean Andes, isn't it? And uh, I mean, in that they ended up eating each other. But anyway, it, an amazing story. And, and there's, there's sorry, forty days. Yeah, forty days over a month. Wow, quite something. Um, guys, have a lovely, lovely day. We'll see you in literally 15 minutes. Um, um, guys, can I just give uh, you a warning? It's going to be 
a bit of a crazy one because we've never done this before and I really don't know if it's going to work. Hey, 